de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 89, our first one of the new year. It is 2022, and we have lived through some of the most hellish shit. <laughs> but we're still here. Hope we find you in a moment of tranquility. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and this is De Colores Radio. Last episode, we were joined by some of the most inspiring women I know. It really felt like a full circle moment, um, a sort of divine timing, as we recorded it on the day of our um, beloved Bell Hooks passing. Um, then here I was, you know, just talking to two of my favorite um, women of color artists that have kind of helped me see myself in this journey of life. Um, and that was Kentucky's own Lanaya Roberts and the Latina Rebels founder and now published author Prisca Dorcas Mojica Rodriguez. Um, it was the perfect way to end the year and I am really thrilled with how we wrapped it up. As mentioned before, the last two, are we going on three years now, have been pretty intense. I want to remind you all that we do not need to minimize our pain or fr frustration or burnout or exhaustion. It has been a really tough time and you are still with us. A lot perhaps has changed maybe in your world, in your mind, in your body or in your circles, but trust that things will keep evolving and hopefully we will all feel more grounded sooner than later please remember if you want to see the full raw unedited video version of any of our latest episodes you can subscribe and go get exclusive bts content at patreon.com slash co you can do that for as little as three dollars a month support your um femme Latina, queer, fat, brown-owned businesses, y'all. Um, this also helps us become a sustainable platform, which, of course, is always our goal. Um, with all that said, I think I am ready to see where my good sis is at. Pat, how you doing? What's going on? Hello. How are you? <laughs> How's Not it going? Coming in like a robot. It's because I, uh, I I always want to say hello. I want to say it like our nephew Alec and just be like hello. But I was trying not. But to we're do five that. years into this and we haven't passed that moment. Uh, one no. day, hopefully, we will. What's going on? I finally got to visit New Mexico. It was a cute little moment. It was very fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were gonna mention the cold. I was like, how long is it gonna take before she says it was cold here? Five seconds. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. Um, it was a mostly cloudy day here. I tried to go on a quick walk before we started recording. Um, yeah, it's been nice. I, I found a nice place. I want to take you for hikes and stuff. So next time. You but how are, 
you doing? You didn't really answer that. Oh, sorry. You said I started thinking about um, Albuquerque and New Mexico. Um, I'm doing actually a lot better than I was at the beginning of this month. This month felt <laughs> like it was five years long um, and has been no. very stressful. And then Mercury retrograde came to and she was like, hey, girl, how are you? And I was like, um, bro's not good. Um, but I'm doing a lot better now. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing better. I have heard from multiple people um, and someone else today, actually, that this month felt like a year, which is very sad. Um, but I do feel like a lot of things are looking up for people. So hopefully that continues um, for you and everybody else in the world. Most definitely. Um, I also have no more hair. If people, yeah, don't what, see. What happened to your hair? I bust cut all my hair. So yeah, it's my other life update. I cut all my hair off. How do you feel about that? I actually feel pretty good. Um, I've been ready to get rid of it all. So it feels kind of nice and liberating. Uh, and I don't have to do much with my hair. So that's cool. Besides moisturize it and keep it with the sunblocks because the sun's still out here. The sun is still out here. Thank God. Because if not, that'd be the next level of the apocalypse. And I'm not <laughs> personally uh, equipped for that just yet. Yeah. Um, Me either. Well, uh, I am going to ask myself how I'm doing. Well, I was going to ask you. <laughs> whatever reason, my co-hosts never do that. But, you know, we're working through it. Um, if you want to be a co-host, let me know. Um, I am doing my very best. Uh, this I feel like I've been on lockdown since like mid-December because there have been several Omerion scares. And I might, I mostly was just like, I'm gonna lay low. I'm just gonna lay low because <laughs> this is stressful and I don't know what else to do. Um, and I felt really bad because a lot of the people in my circle got it, but like everybody I know already was laying low. And so it just feels like kind of crappy that like, it seems like the people that take it seriously get it and the ones that don't give a fuck and are anti-vaxxers don't. So or they might have had it and we just don't know. Who yeah, knows? that too. And then they're like, I just got the sniffles. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. little buddy, that's a long sniffle. Um, but anyways, I personally have a lot going on. And I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of anxious anxiety over the last week or so. But for the most part, I'm excited and grateful for a lot of the um, growth that I've personally mentally had. And also... Um, and a lot of the projects and stuff I'm involved with. So I'm just excited for what's to come. I was like, I can't really, I don't have sound effects. So I'm trying to clap into the mic. Yeah, we need to get one effect. of those little <laughs> sound machines back. But uh, the real, the real explanation for how we're feeling is actually our next segment, which is dun, da, da, dun, me mood. I want to give you, our listeners, an insight into our personal energy into how we are feeling right now into the reality of our existence <laughs> this is what i consider the modern day diary yes we are internet babies that's right we translate our feelings in the best way we know how memes it's time for me mood go patty <laughs> okay um so with my my uh me mood i just want to preface it because you're just going to hear the sound and not understand what's happening um like i said this last month has been kind of rough um but tiktok held it down 
And this video, like I shared it on my Instagram and a lot of people loved it. And I was just like, this is honestly all I needed to make my day. Um, so what it is, is it's a little chihuahua, probably um, our homegirl company, this little cousin, but she's out here wearing her little beach sun hat and she's just floating over the beach and all these islands and Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird is playing. But she's like so calm and happy, just flying everywhere. And I was just like, you know what? I relate to this. I wanna, I wanna carry that same energy. Just you trying to make it on by, vibing, listening to Nelly Furtado, just trying to make it through life. So yeah. Would you consider <laughs> yourself to be like a bird? Um, probably because I don't want to stay in one place at all times. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, thank you. I am always a fan of dog uh, videos, memes, chihuahuas specifically. I think have great value in the meme community. Uh, I have shout a TikTok. Out to Taco Bell Chihuahua. <laughs> or not shout out to the taco bell chihuahua um please comment reply let us know tweet us is the taco bell chihuahua racist was it just i mean a he is but he was a moment for us personally yes because we kid, were dying for representation with, yes um representation and taco bell please pull up my tiktok pat i had about five different people send me this which i think makes it pretty clear that this child would probably be your child be something like my child if i was ever to choose to reproduce um so this is a young what appears to be lat, lat latina baby girl that is cleaning and also dancing to the one and only maybe <laughs> much energy <laughs> it's a perfect moment it's literally like seven seconds long very vine-esque and this little baby child is like four years old on her hands and knees crawling dancing and cleaning with a I bottle love that that's of the cleaning music it is i think that's very much uh 90s kids have their own kids products and uh i love it i'm not mad at it it was funny because the original song was like some chopped and screwed thing that they put on it. And then they were like, show us the original, so the real song mm -hmm. that was behind the TikTok. And it was Nuck If You Buck. And that one yeah. did a lot better than the video she originally made. So agreed. I feel like that child because I am this year doing my best to not take on other people's energies or um, projections or, you know, just similar to the dog. I too am like a bird and I'm just going to knock if I buck when I'm cleaning, cleaning <laughs> and just vibe out uh, because life is hard enough. So we might as well dance. Uh, that sounded like a David Bowie song. All right. Now that we have gotten our me moods, that means we are ready to go. Uh, since this is our very first episode of the year 2022, we figured we can stick to our roots, keep it OG with just your good old Day Calores team. Uh, that is, of course, for the juice, which is coming up here shortly. And then a little later, as we revealed in our last episode, and you might have seen 
on our social media, we've actually been working in a new sector. Um, yes, we are technically music managers now and are very excited to bring to you our first artist's exclusive interview with De Colores Radio. We had him on last year, but you'll get to learn a lot more about him today. Um, yes, Pretty Boy Aaron will be joining us a bit later after the juice. I'm excited to learn more about him in this capacity because I really like these one-on-one -on -one interviews. I get to learn a lot about people. Um, but first, I am feeling a little bit thirsty. So it is time for El Juguito, the juice, where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Pat, will you share with us what our first juice topic is today? So our first juice topic is actually going to be about NFTs, which I mean, I've been trying to understand what it's about for like the last few months, but I still don't know. I have no clue. I just know that there's some weird monkey gorilla that looks like he's the moco de gorilla's cousin. <laughs> that is not the only thing you know about NFTs. <laughs> that can't be the only thing. That and like it's bad for the environment. That's all I know. <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the context I have for it. And I know that apparently like some I, I didn't even understand it when Interpol, which was a band I really like, released like some exclusive with like David Byrne or somebody, and I was like, What is happening? Okay, and so I tried to educate myself because I host this podcast and I like to know what I'm talking about I also have mostly been on the internet like what the fuck is an NFT apparently and I want to uh allow our tech producer if at any moment you want to hop in during this juice topic please allow your introverted self in because I know you know more than you think you know and that's probably definitely more than me and Pat um regardless NFT stands for non- fungible token that is what it actually stands for it sounds like it's a mushroom but it's not um and this definition says it can, can technically contain anything digital including drawings animated gifs songs or items in video games <laughs> however no two nfts are the same nfts allow you to buy and sell ownership of unique digital items and keep track of who owns them using the blockchain that is like the general consensus um, I don't think I know much more than you, Pat. I also learned in the little video I watched, they were talking about how a lot of people are using this as a means to make like mass money really fast. So a lot of people like bands who have huge platforms already or like fanatics, they can make, you know, $2 million off of this quickly by yeah, selling like a digital version by selling a digital version of like their track or their art or something like that, that's uniquely an NFT. And then they're going to make a lot more money from dividing that as opposed to like, you know, 2 million streams on Spotify and they get $10 yeah. or whatever, you know, because Spotify don't pay but pennies. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, that's been my understanding. I know I've also heard they're literally not good for the environment because it's cryptocurrency um i that is where i start getting really lost like once you get into the really like deep digital shit i'm not the girl for that explanation but uh i do think it speaks to this like i guess high elitist culture of like people just wanting to be the only one that has something and feel special which has always been a way to and like 
annotate class, I guess, um, or to, to designate where you are. But to me, I'm like, art is so much more than this bullshit. It is kind of exhausting. But I do think it speaks to people's financial need, <laughs> which is like even the rich people are broke or suffering or need coin, which is kind of sad. Um, anything else to add about NFTs, anyone? Because I still don't get it, but I did learn that much. Um, Jeremy, did you want to add anything? No? Okay. Love, love the silence. I love working with introverts. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, this probably should be an NFT. Our next topic is that <laughs> the green M&M is no longer sexy. And uh, I don't have that much to say about it. I do think if she wants to be a thought with her little boots that they should let her. I don't like that they've made her be a normie. She's wearing sneakers now. <laughs> Which I but maybe like, she's evolved. What? Like maybe she was getting too many blisters or something, you know? Maybe they didn't let her speak for herself. And then the brown Eminem is now wearing different heels as well. She's not wearing pointy heels anymore. Hers are like a uh, square shape, which I don't, you know, I don't know enough heels about still? heels. They're heels, but they like we're trying to say, well, we changed the shape of them, and they're a lower heel, so they're not like big. She's wearing like Hillary Clinton kitten heels now. Yeah, it's definitely like the one, I don't know what they're called, but they're like square at the back. Like uh, chunky heels? No, not chunky. But okay, I I I can share a picture if you want to see what they look like. It's really fine. I don't have that much more to add to this conversation, but I do think it's an important part of history that we should discuss because (laughs) I think if things want to be sexy, they should be sexy. Um, but also it's making me think like the nineties and maybe the eighties as well was like this era of like kind of childlike cartoonish things were a little sexier and like kind of now they're not <laughs> like we had like Jessica rabbit. That was fine as hell. We talked about that before. Lola bunny. Lola bunny was the number one, uh, bad bitch. And then now the M and M's like, unfortunately, uh, they're, they're just regular candies that shop at, um sneaker conventions and probably own nfts so (laughs) Uh, yeah that's pretty much all i have for that i do think if someone wants to have sex appeal we should let them so that's (laughs) pretty much it i think that's what the green m&m was originally going for i thought they said that the green and the brown m&m were like together and it was a moment and I remember there was like sexy commercials where one of the M&Ms was like low-key horny on a bed. Do y'all remember that? <laughs> I do remember Yeah, that. there was that. So like we're just forgetting all of that history. <laughs> I don't remember what M&M that was, but it was a thing. So yeah. I don't know who's in charge of M&Ms now, but their marketing is really evolving. <laughs> um, the next two topics are the main shows that Twitter will not shut up about uh i enjoyed both of them at one point um i still currently really like one it's very new and the other one i think i'm kind of over it but i get the aesthetic appeal um it looks kind of like the the room our guest is in it has a lot of purple and blue lighting um i don't even think he heard that but it is uh, euphoria came back and uh the show that i obviously there's no comparing the two they're just back and they're being you know discussed a lot right now is uh abbott elementary which i am very happy about 
Um, Literally something to look forward to every week to watch. I know that's so, but you know what? There, that is the beauty, not the beauty, but like the things that have saved us during quarantine has been art. Like I need people to get that. It's been TV. It's been movies. It's been music. Like, and then of course sports for people, but I feel like sports are still kind of dangerous and harmful to a lot of people, but um yeah anyways uh, pat do you want to say anything on euphoria i know you're still actively watching it I i'm, the I'm honestly at this point just watching it just to watch it because it doesn't it's nothing's aligning things are just happening it's like they made an aesthetically pleasing move show for an hour where you just see a bunch of eggplants i'll say um not you being proper she's like i can't say dicks I don't want to say dicks on the radio, but here we go. Um, no, it's just it's just a lot going on. A lot of the character development that we had in the prior season is not there. And even the chemistry that a lot of the characters had amongst each other isn't there for me either. So it's just like it feels like a lot going on. Um, like I'm excited to see Coleman Domingo a little more, but like then Zendaya is evil. So like we're seeing the more oh. evil side. Well... So yeah, it's just a lot. I'm not that crazy about it. I'm wanting something to like actually consistently all fit together, but it's not giving me that. And yeah. Well, I'm just going to say, I do think it's exciting how many new stars came from the show because it was a lot of really talented people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's very visually beautiful. And also it makes me incredibly uncomfortable that it's like a 37 38 year old white man writing about teenagers and all we see is titties and eggplants as pet said um <laughs> so i just it makes me feel like oh no are we gonna find something out in the future that's like really bad about this show or bad about these creators i don't know makes me feel a little weird yeah there's been like um, some so, like speculations online about stuff and like real yeah, things I, between the cast but i don't know if it's real or not yeah i definitely know like throughout the first season as someone with like pretty severe mental health issues I was like constantly triggered (laughs) even if I wasn't like a drug addict you know I was just like this is not a great feeling and I kind of still felt like shit while watching season two so I will not be tuning in but in complete contrast yeah no in complete contrast a, a show that has given me some serotonin is Abbott Elementary I don't know if our guest wants to jump in because I know he loves this show um we can definitely add him pat throw him up there um hello what's good (laughs) (laughs) welcome what do you think about elementary i know we've talked a little bit about it i love it did you see the new episode came out no not yet i'm gonna watch it i just watched it i just watched it it is so so good good. Ah! it is so good yeah i'm so excited it's really beautiful to see i also like even all the kid actors are really amazing. And there's like a yeah. lot of them. Like they don't, yeah. you can tell they weren't like, I'm sure there was a lot of like COVID struggles to produce mm-hmm. this show, but like, it's really well done. Yeah. And it's, it's right. hilarious. Yeah, If you watch this new episode, there's a, uh, one of the kid actresses on there. She oh, kills yay. it. She kills Aww. it. I was like, dang, this little girl acting. No, they're, <laughs> like, they're good. good. Yeah. Sometimes the kid actors, you're like, mm-hmm. mm, I'm not buying yeah. it, but you're cute. But like, yeah. you're no, like, he's... oh, this kid is, carrying the show mm-hmm. on his back right now yeah, um really but good. shout out what? to Quinta. the one dancing last week oh yeah so sad. <laughs> that's what i do miss howard <laughs> it was, it was re- they gave him the michelle obama book i was crying <laughs> yeah. i was crying yeah. no it's really great to mm-hmm. see like 
like you know what's his name i i feel bad we all call him everybody hates chris oh tyler james williams yeah thank you yeah, i'm like you, every, even on twitter everybody's like that's mm-hmm. his name sorry yeah. i don't know his real name <laughs> and like some new comedians mm-hmm. and you know some people have been around and then quinta to me quinta takes like the cake easily yeah. obviously mm-hmm. she's the creator um she originally started on buzzfeed and then she did like a black lady sketch show and then she's mm-hmm. been on bits and things you know all around but to see her have her moment fully is so fucking exciting yeah. because she's always, always taken any scene she's in. And she, uh, I think it's only going to continue to like keep breaking the doors open. Um, so I feel like it's, some people were calling it like post insecure, you know, yeah. like this is kind of what's happening. Um, so to see this on, you know, mainstream television on ABC and it's ABC. like number two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, numbers. Yeah. yeah, it's just really fucking exciting. And it's, you know, predominantly black cast. So it's just like so mm-hmm. many dope things to see. We need the joy. So yes, shout out yes. to, <laughs> to Quinta for that one. Um, Pat, do you have anything to add about Abbott? Nope. I'm, I'm we're just really excited that it's here. It exists. Um I, I do hate that it's Abbott because it makes me think of Greg. I know. Greg. <laughs> SMH. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is it is kind of funny, even just to see like a narrative for Philly too, because we don't get to hear about Philly that often. Yeah. So, like, and that's where she's got... from as well. So mm-hmm. she wanted to put on for her for her city as well. Yeah, because when they were doing the parts where she was telling them about drawings and stuff, I was oh, like yeah. rolling. Oh uh, yeah. Was just... <laughs> <laughs> that was so Philly for real. And she's like, why are you teaching them that? yeah <laughs> so if obviously if you haven't watched it it is a lot of people are comparing it to the office because it is mockumentary style um i do think we're gonna have a similar kind of love story um with like jim and pam but i think those things are like basis of mockumentaries and it's a fun new storyline that we've never seen before so i'm really excited to keep watching yay all right so <laughs> this is uh just some local news i don't know aaron if you care and or have heard of this uh, <laughs> i am currently on a social media break so pat had to fill me in apparently the dallas city council voted um to officially make the iconic strip clubs of dallas close by 2 a.m which is really tragic i think i don't think that we're gaining anything from doing that i do not think most no. of the crime in dallas is happening at ecstasy cabaret uh this is not a sponsored post but i definitely (laughs) i just don't see the correlation i think it's damaging probably to a lot of femmes who work in that industry Mm -hmm. um so i was glad to see that there were some protesters outside of city hall um pat do you want to share more about what happened because i i didn't apparently so apparently a lot of people showed up to um city council to like the mayor's office the city council building and city hall and showed up with all these signs and uh we're protesting (laughs) the um time change and i this was the one that i found that was like most iconic that i was like eva's not on the internet and this is the one she needs to see and (laughs) all it said was like protests are taking place outside city hall dallas city hall this morning on keeping clubs open after 2 a.m and a guy's holding a sign that says strippers are therapists and it has hearts on it, like gold hearts. And I was like, you know what? They, they, I mean, they might be doing something for you, but like shout out to sex workers. Like it's bullshit. They're changing the, um, 
I think even the age limit for sex workers, they have to be 21 now to work there, which I know oh, a damn. lot of people depend on um, that on a, as a form of living. I know the article I read said that it was like some woman was like get, trying to get in vitro with that payment. So it's just like, dude, they don't realize how much it's affecting. And it's like white supremacy and the patriarchy working again. Well, that's what Dallas loves the most, but uh, I am thinking about, like, I feel like ecstasy is everybody's go-to after-hours spot in Dallas, so I am, it's going to be different. I'm a little bit sad for them, and I am curious what the profit margin loss will be from, you know, closing two hours earlier or however late the time difference is. Um, I don't know when that goes into effect. I kind of want to go before it happens because I feel like it's going to be sad. (laughs) I think it's changing, like, pretty soon. Aaron, I, I don't know if this is like putting your business out there too much. Nah, Have you ever been to ecstasy? No, nah, I've never been to a strip club. Okay, same. Uh, I think um, you should go. I'm down. <laughs> Me neither. I'm down. I've been wanting to go. Like I was gonna go one time with Trey. Or uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better watch what you say. Watch, watch, but this is back in college. We okay. Were like, okay. Yeah, we were gonna go because we like we were gonna we were hanging out with uh, some people and then. We were like, it was a bust. And so we were like, we we're already in Dallas. We we're like, you know what? Might as well go to strip club. And then with a $20 like cover yeah. charge, we were like, nah, never No, literally. That's kind of what happened Yeah, we were like, oh, I thought it was cheaper. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, well, maybe we'll make that happen. The, the final big, uh, well, and to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. Dallas City Council to me is very, uh, nobody no none of them excite me anymore none of them do anything radical i like seeing like austin and san antonio that have some people that actually like are for the people and none of these people are if they think this is going to reduce crime they have no actual idea what's going on but i'm sure i'm sure the mayor will still be like we need more police and yeah that's not going to solve anything but Anyways, our final juice topic before we jump into our interview today um, is the Super Bowl. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know who's going, but it it's was like, that. I don't even know who's going. Yeah, same. I'm gonna mute myself. I don't. Know <laughs> no, the thing that I am a little excited about for the Super Bowl is that they're doing like a big ass rap halftime show. Um, so it's going to be like Kendrick, I think Dr. Dre, I want to say Eminem because they needed to throw a white boy in there, you know, to like Thank balance God. out the, America's racism. Uh, Ooh, but uh, see, I'm like, yeah, that's the part know. I'm curious about. And I was like, they got Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige. Oh, Mary J. Blige is in there. Mm-hmm. Thank God, because it was a lot of testosterone on that stage. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's oh. the only woman. I might be wrong, though. There's a Snoop Dogg. Who else? There's somebody else, too. I can't. I think we're missing like one. But Kendrick's the only like new dog up up there. So, so it's a bunch of old rappers and then it's a, literally a bunch of old heads in Kendrick. Um cool. who's like yeah. not that far from yeah, an old head. But is it? Rock Nation is doing the booking now. Oh, are they? Oh yeah, remember Jay-Z got that contract. So yeah, it's yeah. Dr. Dre, oh. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I guess may the best team win uh oh wait patrick mahomes won i know that that just happened uh and the la and the la rams Harry was happy that aaron Rodgers is out because he's not back yeah i think that's who it is i think it 
I think it's the Chiefs and the Rams, unless there's other people. But I think I remember that. I did pay a little attention. Um, but yes, I will probably go to the Super Bowl party for food. That is my favorite part of the Super Bowl. I just like to eat. Um, and with that, I think that wraps up the juice for us today. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. All right. Hello, this is our commercial break, where I am here to encourage you to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash decoloresco. You can also donate to us at decoloresradio.com slash donate. We've been doing all this amazing work for over four years. We deeply need your support and your help. You can get all the exciting BTS videos, all the cringy moments in between each segment, on our patreon so subscribe today thanks welcome back today's guest is pretty boy aaron hailing from dallas texas aaron cunningham better known as pretty boy aaron has quickly solidified his place in music as a dynamic rapper singer producer and even video director through a fusion of his grade school musical foundation and his deep passion for both rap and pop music, Pretty Boy Aaron has swiftly made his own distinct indie pop rap hybrid, Music Lane. After the release of his 2017 EP, Stay Pretty, standout tracks such as Black DeMarco and You encouraged Aaron to develop his sound even further. This led to other wildly successful singles, such as the irresistibly catchy bop, Comb My Hair, which made its way to everyone's playlist, including Spotify's Fresh Finds Presents, Class of 2019, and Nicotine, which followed. It should be no surprise that in 2021, his latest single, Delfino, impressively made its way to Zane Lowe's Beats One radio show, where the acclaimed host raved about PBA's potential as an artist and hopeful future festival headliner. It is certain that Pretty Boy Aaron's more introspective recent EP release, Pretty Boy Aaron, Pretty Boy, I'm sorry, will catapult him and has catapulted him into uh, into the unique artist to watch. Uh, welcome to The Colores Radio, Pretty Boy Aaron. <laughs> Welcome back. I, was, I, yeah, I know, yeah. You've been here before. Yeah, I was on the juice. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now you're in the big seat. Yep. Big seat. Well, yep. tell us a little bit, Aaron, because there are a lot of things I know about you, obviously. Um, but tell us a little bit more about your upbringing, because I feel like you've kind of been all over the DFW. Yeah. Well, I was, um, well, technically, I was born in England. And what then... the okay? <laughs> I knew you had some yeah. secrets you had been yeah. hiding. Let me find out. You're like 21 Savage. No, nah, no, nah, low key. No, nah, I did have citizenship. I did have citizenship because I was wow. born like when my parents were in the military. Okay. And uh, I was born off base. And so okay. I had dual citizenship until I was like 18. And then, yeah. And you chose to get rid of it, or just it just ended because you turned eighteen. It ended, and I think you have to choose one when you turn eighteen. But uh, like either what, whatever, uh, not nationality, but whatever uh, citizenship you want. But since I didn't do it, it just automatically did American. Since like I canceled here. itself out. Okay, so see, you opened a new can of worms. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, so your parents were both in the military. Did they meet in the military? 
Yeah, they met in the military. They met in like Oklahoma or something. I think oh, it was Oklahoma. Okay. They're both stationed in Oklahoma. And, then, and they're originally from where? My mom is from Texas and my dad is from Virginia. Okay. And then they met in Oklahoma. Yeah. And then they got, they were married and were in England? Yeah, they got married. Then they went overseas. They did a bunch of stuff. And then they. Like uh, with the military? Yeah, with the military. Like, uh, okay. the military. And then we're in England. And then they had me. My, then they moved back over here. And then my mom got out. My dad stayed in for a bit. And then we moved over to Texas. Wow. And then, and yeah, so then I'd have been in Texas. So how long were you in England? I was like, it was like two or three years. So what? I was like, I was like three years old. Yeah. My mind's already blown. Yeah. <laughs> no, Do people I, know this about you? I don't think so. I, oh, okay. like my friends do. My friends Breaking, do. I thought I was a friend. No, I'm just I kidding. mean, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like one of the things where like one of my friends would be like, oh, did you know Aaron's from England? They always say that type of thing. I'm I didn't like, know you were yeah. a little British. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to even attempt an accent. No, don't do it. <laughs> I, think you, I think you attempted it yesterday and I was I like, definitely mm. did. I definitely did. I definitely <laughs> and I was like mm, and now I'm a little yeah. sad because I feel like it should be better but that's okay yeah, no. have you ever gone back to England no I've I've talked to uh to my dad we were we talked about going back um like a few years ago but we just never did it, so. wow and like you have like no family or connections there because it was just for the military yep it was just for the military so next time I probably will go to England it's probably like for a show that's the only way I think Wow. And yeah. do you know, is it a specific part of England you were born in? I forgot, I forgot what it's called. Yeah, like, you're not connected yeah. to your roots, my guy. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm just not. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like looked it up because someone asked me for my uh, my birth chart. So I like looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know where my certificate was at. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm dead. I wonder who was asking for your birth chart. No, 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 no. It was Mallory. It was Mallory. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I hope it was that. That's like what people say. If a guy yeah, knows nah. their birth chart, they're a hoe. Have you heard that? <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Oh my god. No, okay, so you were born in England, yeah. which already shocked me. Mm-hmm. See, and then yeah. you all came back here when you were like a toddler. Yeah, and a toddler, and we lived in Arlington. Okay. And then, and then we moved from. Well, we lived in Garland for a bit. Then we lived in Arlington. Then we like officially like we uh, moved to Mansfield, and that's where I like. Uh, I think Ooh, like from like yeah from like third grade on I would live in Mansfield. Do you consider that like your actual yeah hometown here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's what I'm like. I love learning about any local people we cut co- mm-hmm. we have on because it's like everybody comes from a different part of the metroplex and yeah, yeah. they're all very different parts of the metro. You, you know, like in completely different, different yeah. personalities. Mm-hmm. Um. So then you were mostly like raised in Mansfield. Yeah. And we've even talked about how uh, you had like a friend of a friend that knew TK or something. Yeah, yeah. No. I feel like that's what Mansfield kids always talk about is their connection to TK. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, like when the whole TK trials and stuff, my Facebook was going crazy. Yeah. Like people, people hate TK. I'm not saying yeah. I hate him. I don't. I don't know him like that. Or right. Know the whole situation. Of but course. like on Facebook, they were going crazy. I Wild. was like, bro. It was just interesting to see like that and then it contrasts to like how everyone is on twitter how everyone's like oh free take game blah, blah, blah. absolutely yeah. different and, and so it's like you like so you're like seeing that and then you're seeing like a completely different perspective of people being like no nah, we want right. to keep them locked up and so it's just it's just interesting to me 
Right, because it's like the internet perspective, which is more outsider, and then like the direct connection that yeah. knows the harm being done. Mm-hmm. But also the internet has almost like a bigger heart for the humanity of a yeah. person. Mm-hmm. So that is super interesting. And so then just growing up, how did you first get involved with music? Uh, I was in band. Okay. Um, and so, like, I always, like, I wanted to play, like, piano and, like, I wanted to do drumline and type of stuff, type of stuff but uh, I didn't know how to play piano. So, the only, like, I had to, like, learn, like, an actual instrument. Like, I, and I tried saxophone, that didn't work. And so, I tried playing trumpet and I would play trumpet first. And then I learned, uh, learned trumpet stuff from there. And then in high school, I played tuba. And so, I stuck with tuba. Did you start in junior high? uh or it's like intermediate it was like is it sixth grade sure i think that's yeah. like middle middle, middle school yeah middle, yeah so i guess yeah it was like sixth grade and you fell in love immediately mm, not necessarily okay <laughs> I, I, I like um i didn't necessarily like start falling in love with music because the music we were playing wasn't music i liked like right. I, I was listening to like radio disney and like <laughs> other like rap music that was like on the radio and stuff like that and I was like oh right. I love this stuff like this stuff's tight but we're not playing right. that type of music and so then in high school um I like started I was like I wanted to see like if I could make beats and stuff like that uh because I was doing like video production and mm-hmm. and video production like uh like audio is like a key component and so Whenever we would use uh, music and video production, it was always like stock music. And I was like, bro, this, this sucks. This is right. ass. This is trash. So I was like, let me see if I can make my own beats for this, uh, for stock music. And that was in high school? Yeah, that was in high school. Okay, cool. And so that's when I started like trying to learn how to make beats and stuff like that. And then I always kind of like, always like rapping and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, let me see if I can like throw raps on this and it like, sound trash. But right. yeah. <laughs> and so, but it just like eventually just, turned into the stuff I'm making today. Like, especially in college, I, like, really, like, uh, developed that with Trey. Run Nice Video. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, yeah, we, we had a, a little duo together called Ray Andrews. And, yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, and so we were, like, doing, like, house shows and stuff, and then, nice. like, and so, yeah, we just started making music from there. And then, like, And that's, like, your, one of your partners in crime. <clears throat> yeah. Y'all yeah, met then, in college? Yeah, we met in college, because we had, like, a speech class. And everyone in the class uh, picked partners for our group project, except for me and Trey. And so we got stuck together, yeah. So it was cool. <laughs> and then y'all actually clicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we actually like, we're like, oh, you like music? Yeah, I like music. It's like, oh, I like uh, Childish Gambino. It's like, oh, I like Kendrick Lamar. And then we like showed each other like our favorite artists. And then we just Cute. grew from there. It was cool. I love that. I love that. My favorite friend, a lot of my favorite friends mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it have come from like those music connections. Yeah, like music is a huge part. Absolutely. I'm like, I feel like with TV shows and movies, it's like anybody kind of watches yeah. anything, but with music, it's like a little mm-hmm. more particular. Yeah. Um, all right. So then when was the moment that you realized that this was something you seriously wanted to pursue? Uh, I had like an epiphany over the summer. It was like summer 2015, I believe. Was it 20, was it 15? I think, uh-huh. it was, I think it was 15. And me and Trey had like, uh, we weren't friends for a little bit. We had beef with each other. <laughs> and so we weren't talking. We're getting all the yeah. tea here. <laughs> yeah, so we weren't talking. And we both uh, were, like, working on music at the time, too. And so I mostly made music with Trey. 
I wasn't mm-hmm. like I would make beats outside of that, but like my computer was set up at Trey's apartment and stuff like that. So that was the only oh, way wow. I was making music. So it was like with him. And so I like actually had to like make music by myself. And so like once it I started like you. yeah, it like pushed me to like start uh developing a sound and I actually like work on music and I fell in love with it like immediately. I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna make it big off of this mm. stuff. And so then I just kept moving from there. And at that point, you were in college for media, correct? Yeah, I was doing a RTVF, radio TV film. Gang, yeah. gang. Gang, gang, yep. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, I feel like I've told you multiple times that I think the first, I remember seeing you, because like, that building was not that mm-hmm. big. So like, you kind of see people mm-hmm. and you'd be like, I don't know who that is, but I see them. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I'm like 99% sure that you drove me to my graduation i 100% did i don't allegedly i scratched the uh the bus that, that day. Allegedly. allegedly 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 we're not sure yeah we're not sure we're not sure but allegedly i scratched the bus that day so i 100 that was my last day working uh uh e-ride too i'm so, dead that's what it was called yeah. e-ride yeah e-ride. we had to park and then the bus drove us to yep. the coliseum yep. And I was like in my cap and gown. I was like, this mm-hmm. man is tall. That's what I thought. Yeah. No, it was, was like that seat was so small because it was like, there's something behind it. And so, like, I would just like push up. <laughs> but oh, I just. He got, he got me there safe. That's all that mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. I, it was fun. like that job was so much fun because it was like, <laughs> I would just drive around listening to music. And that's something yeah. I love doing. So I was like, yeah. I was getting paid to do that. I was like, sheesh, this is my job. This is my job. <laughs> allegedly there was a scratch yeah allegedly there was a scratch though i remember i like parked and i was like (laughs) allegedly i got out and was like allegedly (laughs) i didn't see you get out it wasn't you yeah exactly exactly it wasn't me well uh i just think that's it it really was such a whenever i started working with you more closely i was like whoa what a full circle moment because that was like Mm -hmm. a really huge day for me right Um, i'm graduating (laughs) and then i like end up working with you more you know a few years later so it's been really interesting to see your evolution as well oh yeah (laughs) um so then from that point on like is that when you started getting more involved with like other musicians in dallas and then y'all started working together more um or how did all that happen because it really was like now you you know Issa Rae reposted your song and talking about you so like what what was that jump from you know, driving the E-Ride and making your own beats yeah. to like, you know, oh shit, this is serious. Yeah. Um, I would say, because I like started the Pretty Boy Aaron project, it was like 2016. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's when I like, st- I started working on my, like uh, this, the indie pop sound or whatever, just because of stuff I was listening to. And so I, I didn't start working, like, I started working with people, like, uh, in Denton, mostly, and then uh, some of the other, uh, just the people I knew around making music, and that was for my Project Stay Pretty, and then after that, I would say, like, the real time when it, like, started going, going somewhere was when I started working with Luna, Luna Luna, Mm -hmm. and that was, Kevin hit me up, just, I, like, saw him at a house show, which was funny, because, so, I was supposed to go to an, I was supposed to do a show in Denton, and then I didn't hear, like, uh, they hit me up about it, but they never said anything. Or I didn't think they said anything. And then I got a text, like, that day, the uh, day of the show. And they were like, oh, are, you're supposed to be here. And I, I didn't know. And so I, like, rushed Ooh. to Denton. And they wouldn't let me perform because I didn't, uh, make I, yeah, I didn't make it in time. Uh-huh. And so I was like, dang. So I went to go hang out with some friends. 
and they're like, oh, let's go to this house show. And I went to the house show and Luna was playing. And I was real like, didn't thing. Yeah, it was real did. It was it was like a really grungy like house <laughs> and stuff like that. But freaking cats yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I hate them. No, allegedly <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> allegedly, yeah. that's why he might have got the E ride because he wasn't dead. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I heard Luna and I was like, yo, these guys are tight. And so um, I followed them on Twitter and then like, a couple weeks later, Kevin hit me up. I was like, hey, you want to work? And I said, yeah. So we made Fro. And then after that, yep. things started snowballing because they started snowballing and Fro yeah. started getting bigger and then I was like, oh, let me start making music. And I made a couple songs. And yeah. When did uh, the Black DeMarco era come in in that? Oh, that was a year. That was that was actually that year, but it was earlier in the year. Okay, because I was like, yeah. I feel like it's around that same timeline. Because I yeah. remember seeing that video circulate on Twitter mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's yeah. like genius. You know, Mac was like, still ruling the indie mm-hmm. waves, I think, at that time. Yeah. No, it, um, no same era. It was yeah. And it and and there was a lot of influence happening, I think, with like this, like you said, that snowball effect of like, you know, Luna killing it, and then mm-hmm. you killing it, and like all these. Mm-hmm. And now we've seen like a complete, in my opinion, like explosion of a lot of these like yeah. um, Black and Latinx artists here in Dallas, which has been really beautiful, and I hope it continues. Um, but I do think a lot of that rides on like us kind of supporting each other, yeah. and it feels like mm-hmm. more often than not, people want to like low key hate on each other. Yeah. And that does suck. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just hope that maybe even this kind of reminds people like, you know, it's, yeah. it is, it is, it's not like you have to be besties with everybody, but yeah. at least like, you know, acknowledging people are, are good at what they do or can make good work. Yeah, um, no, can yeah, definitely build something out from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know this is a really corny question, but good. I am very curious because I do know you a little bit better um, so I wanted to gauge what does being a musician mean to you? Because I know it's such a big part of, I mean, your entire identity. So mm-hmm. what does it actually mean to you? That's a loaded question. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, well, I mean, music means to me, it's like a, almost like a, like it's therapy in two ways. Cause mm-hmm. like when, when you listen to music, it's very therapeutic. Right. But also like, and the experiences you have like with music, is very therapeutic like you go to a show right you, you go to uh like you're like hanging out with your friends and you're listening to music like there's some albums where i i'm like i have like vivid memories where i'm like oh these people are around me and it's like mm. I, I love these people because of that the soundtrack was and, playing yeah because the soundtrack was playing and it's just like right. but then also it's like uh music means to me because i feel like it's like a almost like a responsibility in a sense where uh it, not necessarily keeps me accountable, but it's just like, um, it's therapeutic to me because it's like, I see like, like my favorite artists and now people are calling me their favorite artists. And so it's like mm. almost a responsibility. It's like, Oh, I'm not saying I have to like live up to like how my favorite artists right. are, but it's like, Oh, I have to be smarter or not smarter, but just like, I don't know, think about more intentional, more intentional. And so That's it's cool. almost like, it's like motivates me to be, just i don't know just like keep doing this because there's people out there like oh aaron i love your music keep making music please don't give up because i've thought about giving up multiple times Mm. and so it's like it it like pushes me and it's like oh aaron like these people like you the same amount 
uh, like these other artists and that's crazy because you like these other artists so Aaron keep right. pushing keep because people mm. are looking up to you wow it's kind of funny because one of the other questions I have for you um, was the best piece of advice you received that keeps you going oh. and it kind of seems <laughs> yeah. like that might be what it is yeah. is there a, something else that comes to mind when you think of like oh, the best see. piece of advice that you carry with you uh, I would say it's like uh, make music you want to hear Ooh, that's that's, that's uh that's a big like uh like like thing that drives me is because mm-hmm. a lot of the music that i'm like oh i wish someone did made this type of song but they did this and i'm like wait i can do that and so why am i waiting like i can do that myself and so i'm like oh like i there's some songs i can listen to of mine where i'm like oh I love this song. I can play it on repeat all day. I was like, I don't, uh-huh. want, I don't want to release it because it's like, it's like special. But, <laughs> but yeah, just like made it. yeah. But uh, I feel like a lot of people don't do that necessarily. They mm. make, they just make music that they think other people want to hear because it's popular. Yeah. Hold so, on, I have to take a sip of my tea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I know that. Um, that's kind of why the colores started because it like nothing like this existed yeah. nothing was talking about these things nothing was interviewing people from our perspective or bringing people together yeah. so i do think that kind of thing works right it's like create what you want to see not mm-hmm. what you think other people like yeah. and if you are an authentic person it will probably work yeah exactly um, i agree so i definitely feel that um something i really like about your music is which you're probably, you could take this different ways, but I, I know you won't. Um, is that like you allow your softness to come through? <clears throat> and I feel like that's really rare, especially with rap, right? Because rap right. has a lot of connotations of like <clears throat> negative things. Um, and so I, I do wonder um, where has most of your inspiration come from in your writing? Because I know like that's what makes those catchy yeah, ass yeah. songs work. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's always like such a sweet to me, like a tender message or like <clears throat> a um, even if it's like a like a darker song, it's like, oh, I feel that, though. Or like, yeah, damn, yeah. I can't stop thinking about you. Oh, I can't. Yeah, stop, yeah. You know, it's like shit like that. So I'm curious um, where most of your inspiration comes from. Uh I really like write about experiences almost where mm-hmm. it's like uh like specific ones yeah like specific ones because I, okay. I always uh you know how people always say like like oh girl you're my muse and stuff like that and not necessarily <laughs> and like <laughs> I, I was thinking like I think it was the I other hope day. you make that song next you sound like TVB <laughs> or something no <laughs> no I was thinking I realized I was like I don't necessarily write songs like I'm like, oh, girl, I love you. It's about this girl or whatever. It's mm. mostly about just like experiences around a person, for mm. example. So it's like, um, for example, it's like nicotine. Like that's about an experience. That's my current fave. Right Thank now. you. I agree. I'm glad it, because I, I did not think that song was gonna do well, like at all. It's it yeah. honestly, and it's like kind of funny because it's like it's literally the name of the song and then the mm-hmm. actual chorus and then it's like stuck in your head and mm-hmm. so you're like i'm fucking i'm addicted to this song yeah, and, it's yeah. not fucking nicotine <laughs> and like i can't get yeah. it out of my head and it's not i don't know how i did that i don't know how i did that like i legit i legit i didn't think the song would work because i was like oh what it's not on my hair so, can you tell us quickly what is that song making process like for you like, does it take like you just think of this phrase and you're like fuck let's go or like what is that 
Some it I guess it depends. It like uh like on nicotine specifically, I was like uh the boy uh Tyler's the creator, he dropped uh it was like a teaser for a song off of Igor, it was Boys a Gun. And he was like uh and I like was watching that and I was like I was just singing something over it and I was just like it wasn't wasn't anywhere close to the melodies he was singing. I was just started singing it. And I was like, Oh, that's tight. Let me go lay this down and I like laid it down on my um on like my computer and stuff and then I would like built the beat around it and then I, I let it sit and then I like build more on it. So it's just like mm-hmm. so sometimes I'll start with vocals or sometimes I'll just make a beat and then I'll be like, Oh, let me add something to this or have someone else add something to it. So yeah, it it really depends. I love it. I definitely wish I could ask more questions about that, but I got to start wrapping this interview. I know you're good. good. I could probably ask you in real life, I guess. Yeah. uh, I did hear that you recently um, got managers. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, What what has that process been like for you? It's actually very relieving. I'm not gonna lie, because it's like <laughs> not necessarily I have to stress anymore. I was like, I have other people stressing for me, and it feels Which, so and you nice. do, Trust yeah. Me, you do. <laughs> like, for example, for like the music video, uh, my managers and I are working on uh, that's coming out later this, or I don't know when it's coming out, but that video, soon. yeah, it's coming soon. But like, I was talking to Roger, and I was like the director and i was i was like bro i this is the first video i haven't been stressing i feel like i haven't done enough <laughs> like because it's just like other people are handling everything for me and i'm like that's crazy yeah i'm like that's why my back is hurting yeah, oh. yeah no you're doing a great job yeah. <laughs> shout out to daisy the producer as Honestly, well also been killing on, it. yeah daisy daisy a goat i we've been working with daisy since like uh since you and mm. she came through on you because she like rented out a whole like uh go-kart place for free she oh, somehow wow. managed that and we were like nah Gabe, daisy she, the go Love go it. we Shout don't gotta worry mm-hmm. we found out yesterday that her mom has the same name as me and like all these other things oh really but, uh, yeah no she's definitely an icon so yeah. shout out to all the people behind the magic mm-hmm. that make the magic happen yep. daisy roger trey levi Travis working on this video. Yeah, this is gonna be tight. Love it, love it, love it. Mm -hmm. Um, well then, um, you did tell us a little bit about what we can expect next. Is there any other exciting news you want to share with us? If I announce something, y'all are gonna be like, "You didn't tell us about that." (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) Well, maybe we should hold off so that they don't they don't get mad at us later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, you do Mm -hmm. have exciting things happening in 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited to be on this journey with Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited um, to argue. This video is going to be fire, though. So that's what y'all mm-hmm. can look forward to. Yeah. And then the best part, like, I think this is building that foundation for the next video. And then the next video. <laughs> and then the album. So it's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. I think y'all, t- y'all just learned a lot already. So yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you're listening here, you're getting the mm-hmm. exclusives. Uh, excuse me so we are going to wrap with a game i'm choking you're good you're good <coughs> go ahead and cut this all my throat got hella dry while i was saying <laughs> oh god hold on this ain't that rapping game you telling me i have to freestyle no i ain't gonna do that no. all right well that one. is our rapid fire game you survived you like the smell of feet um, where can we find Clean and support? 
We now know his fetish. That nah, means- I don't even like feet like that. Why? Everyone thinks I like feet like that. I'm being like dead serious. Like not even joking. Like all my why friends. Why did you say that? This is why they think that. Yeah, it's just gonna. I was just being dumb. I'm oh being my dumb, god. Bro. Well, that game is yeah. only a Patreon exclusive. Oh, so no. only the Patreons, the patrons get to see that. <laughs> Um, but where can we find and support your work? Uh, you can Google Pretty Boy Aaron, and I'll pop Ooh. up everywhere. Ooh, period. You know, I know, right? That's the crazy part. I like <laughs> pop up now. Uh, but uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that. What's Aaron your handle? Is Aaron is pretty. At beautiful. Aaron pretty. Yep. And on Spotify, Apple Music, Pretty Boy Aaron. Pretty Boy Aaron. Go yep. get the streams. I want him to buy me some chicken nuggets. Thank yeah. you. So I can much. do that right now. I can, uh, I can literally DoorDash that. <laughs> damn, he's very rich. No, I'm just I kidding. am not rich. I just, <laughs> I'm just all right. Not, I'm well, all right. that wraps it up for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, PBA, for being with us today. We are so, so excited Thank you for, for the future. Me. Appreciate and we're happy to be along for the ride. Yeah, I'm glad y'all are on because this shit was getting stressful. So yeah. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> you don't even know. Aww, we'll see you later. All we right, bye. Bye. All right. Well, thank you so much to BBA. PBA. I call him PBA because Pretty Boy Aaron's a little bit long. But it's not long. It's great. But PBA, it just rings off my tongue a little faster. Um, But it has been a real joy to get to know him better over the last year. And I can only imagine all the amazing things that he's going to continue to accomplish um, in the future. And we're just so excited to be a part of the journey upward. Um, With that, we are now going to take a little moment for some grounding. uh, A breath. It is time for... Ooh, I feel like I need to take a breath. We just talked about feet. It is time for self-care corner. <laughs> um, I currently am on a social media break. That can be anything from like one day to like 15 days or more. Usually doesn't pass like two weeks because I am an addict and also all my job and work is online. <laughs> so I can't avoid it too much. Um, but I do recommend it. I have been able to get a lot more tasks done and it made me realize how much time I spend on there. Um, so I am encouraging that Pat, if you want to jump on and share, I know you told me you've been doing some different things as well. Um, but I know that I recently got some advice, um, to take my time doing things, which sounds kind of silly, but if you have time management issues like I do, um, really allowing yourself to do something without rushing um, is kind of a beautiful process. So like the other day I was journaling. I didn't look at my clock. I just let myself journal and flow. Um, I do plan on doing like some little necklaces I'm going to do. I'm going to let that process flow, right? Instead of like constantly rushing and not giving myself enough time. Um, So really being a little more, I guess, uh, generous with myself um, is what I'm planning to do, Um, but also being mindful of my capacity because I'm already overwhelmed. So Pat, did you have anything to add to self-care? If not, I'm going to throw to you for our Brack. Wow. Brack business of the week. Black and brown business business. of the week. Um, Take it away. I just wanted to say in terms of self-care, one thing that I've been doing that's been helping a lot is I've been doing a daily meditation every morning um, just to get kind of affirming and keep me grounded and 
speak in abundance for all my loved ones and people. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing for my self-care. And it actually has helped me a lot with just feeling more optimistic and hopeful for everything that I'm trying to do and that everyone that I know is trying to do. So that's what I've been doing. And it's actually helping a lot. So I highly recommend doing some meditations. I even like recommended a friend recently to also um, try the app that we've been doing. Um, so that's what I've done as my self-care. Um, I, I recommend it. I know there's even meditations and like affirmations on TikTok at this point now. So they're pretty much everywhere. You can access them. Um, but with that, I'm going to jump with into our black and brown business of the week. Um, so I actually have not purchased any earrings from this brand as of yet. I still want to get some, but their stuff is really cute. And they always have stuff for almost pretty much every season or theme or holiday. Um, so the business that I wanted to recommend today was Cadena Collective, which is a Latina owned business based, I think, originally in Dallas. I mean, I know they've been getting a lot of attention on like um, Me Too or something, I think reposted them recently. Um, but their name is Cadena Collective. You can find them at Cadena Collective on all social media. And their website is cadenacollective.com. I know they've even worked with like Rosie, who we've had on the show. They've had done some like modeling and stuff with their products and earrings. So I definitely recommend to check them out, especially if you like a lot of fun designed earrings. Um, yeah, that's my black and brown business to recommend for this week. So I guess with that, we're, you can jump back up because we're going to do our uh, who you got. You can hear what you got. What you're listening to. What you're consuming. Come on now. Take my gig then. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You want me to go first? Are sure, we yeah. Are we switching roles? Yeah, we're switching roles for this part. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I have a lot to listen to still, but there have been some good things already released. Um, mm. I know that, uh, <laughs> I was listening to some, um, iconic white women, uh, musicians, uh, recently, cause I watched some HBO documentaries and they made me go listen to Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill, which is a classic. <laughs> and that's Teddy, uh, and Carol King, who is like an iconic songwriter. And I used to really listen to her. Um, I am more so I've been home a lot because I was quarantining because COVID and people around me. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of media. <laughs> so I'd probably go with something like Abbott Elementary as well. And I really um, have enjoyed watching uh, Barry Jenkins' The Underground Railroad. Um, it is some of the obviously most heartbreaking. <laughs> Bro. Let me let him out. This is going to make me mad. <laughs> I don't want him barking all loud during this. Hold on. Sorry. Freaking Teddy. And then you're going to want to come back in. I already know you. Go. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, internets. Dun, da, da, dun. I'm back. Oh. Sweet God. Okay, ready, Freddy? All right, for my Who You Got, I definitely have been listening. Actually, I have been reading more and watching more television and movies. 
um, because a lot of my music listening happens in the car and I was quarantining the last several days. Um, so I definitely started listening to some Alanis Morissette and Carol King because of the things I watched on HBO um, that kind of showed me more of who they were as songwriters and they were iconic um, women, white women <laughs> songwriters. I don't say that often, um, but they really put their foot in their music and I appreciate it. Um, but also I have been watching um, the Underground Railroad slowly but surely. It is definitely some of the heaviest, um, obviously subject matter, but some of the most visually stunning TV I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I think Barry Jenkins always does an incredible job of making some of the most brutal um, circumstances have the most tenderness um, and the most love that I've ever seen captured in media. Um, and so it's a really beautiful tale and I have not completed it. I'm on the last episode now, but wow, it has really, um, kind of shaken me to my core um and obviously it's very hard and difficult to watch and especially in the beginning I think it kind of varies throughout um it is not super trauma porn induced which I appreciate but it's obviously not always easy to watch so I have really enjoyed watching that I think it's beautifully done I mean I have never seen visuals like this and the 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 love is so loud as well so I've really enjoyed watching that series but yeah I've been consuming a lot of uh, visual media at the moment yeah. and I'm also reading um Belly of the Beast by Deshaun Harrison which I'm sure I'll talk about more later because it's it's really good. It's really strong. So those nice. are my who you got so far for 2022. Sweet. Yeah, no, I, you got me watching Underground Railroad when you were here and it was just visually like beautiful to watch and the storytelling was really well done as well. So I'll probably get around to watching it too. Yay. But um, my who you got, uh, I'm going to have to shout out FK Twig's new album because it was really happy. I was really happy to kind of see her come back and like own her space and all that stuff. Cause she went through a really rough year, like after all the stuff that came out with um, her ex um, finding out all the truth, uh, hearing this album kind of sounded like it was back to old twigs, but like reimagined into who she wanted to be. And it's ca called Capri songs. Cause she's also a fellow Capricorn. Um, so it was just really nice to hear it. I've been listening to that a lot. Um, and then I've been also reading, I'm trying to finish my book before I have to return it to the library. So I've been reading Elvira's years Crowley, nice. which is actually pretty cool to kind of hear. I didn't, I never realized that she was like a showgirl and, worked in Vegas and did all that kinds of all stuff. All the sense. So she had, a, and like, she's always wanted to do comedy. So it just kind of worked out that she ended up being able to pick up this role and do that based on her experience. So um, it's been really fun to read so far. And um, yeah, so that's Beautiful. what I'm reading. That's what I'm listening to. I'm trying to be more ambitious with my reading because I kind of held off on it last year. I didn't read as many as I'd like. So I, I had started Yoke, which you had given me. And then I started reading this one because it has a due date. <laughs> so so I'm hoping to get back around to that one soon. But yeah, those are what I'm reading and watching and listening to as well. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you, Patty. That wraps it up for us here at De Colores Radio. Thank you so much 
for joining us today. It's so exciting to be starting this new chapter, starting fresh, feeling a little cleanse, letting go of the past. Um, we have so many amazing things in store to celebrate. This year um, will be our five-year anniversary, y'all. And the guests are just going to keep getting better. Uh, major thanks to Pretty Boy Aaron for joining us today. Be sure and check out his music if you haven't already. It's fun. You'll love it. You'll be like, why wasn't I into this sooner? Uh, special thank you to all of our squirrel friends, homies, and rider dies on Patreon. They will be getting first exclusive access to my final official um, makeup tutorial video that I am releasing. So shout out to you all. Um, remember, you too can become a financial supporter of the De Colores Radio family today and get early access to exclusive content. We truly cannot go on without your support. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a darn... A darn review. Thank you, including on Spotify. They finally have reviews there and have caught up to society and the podcasting world. So go um, review us on Spotify if you listen to us there. We'd love to keep growing. So if something resonated with you in this episode, please share it with everyone you know. Don't be afraid to reach out to us personally and follow us at The Colores Co. Tweet us. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Pat at Pat.Arreguin. Our theme song. Ooh, I'm starting to lose it, guys. Our theme song is Scumbia Anthem by Corpus Christi's El Dusty. Our audio editor is Jeremy Fessina. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and, more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Support us on Patreon or visit us at decoloresradio.com. Thank you so much again for being with us and join us again next time for Decolores Radio. Bye.